All right. Now that all the notifications are out, I'm assuming a few people will probably trickle into it as we keep going. So I guess we'll just get started here. First of all, thank you, everybody, for being here. And a huge thank you to Drummer for being open to this uh, idea that I had. I've been following uh, his content for a little bit. I saw a lot of synergy between what MetaLeon Society stands for with long-term horizon, long-term investing, and providing value. So uh, super excited to kickstart a long-term partnership. And first of all, shout out to Jenny for getting us connected. So um, she's one of our incredible head Leons. Sadly, can't join us today. Right now, she's working and requested that I record the space. So yes, Jenny, it is recorded. <laughs> uh, drummer, would you like to hop uh, on and kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody about what you've been up to lately? and what got you into crypto sure yeah um all right so i am uh dw drummer uh obviously the the name means you know i do actually play the drums it's not just it's not just a thing um i have been a traditional investor before finding crypto um for well over 10 years now at this point in time um I sat on the sidelines, especially during the uh, 2015 through 2017 bull market for crypto. Um, really kind of uh, just missed that one. Uh, slash, I was also very convinced at the time uh, that crypto was a scam. Um, after the bear market then started to ensue uh, and the lows then hit in 2018, um, I was still very convinced that uh, crypto was dead and that it was never going to actually go through and come back. And it only took the 2019 rally where Bitcoin then went uh, from the lows of just above 3K uh, going up to around the uh, 14K dollar mark uh, that that is really what it uh, took to, you know, kind of sway my opinion on, you know, hey, this this isn't actually dead. Let me go through and actually uh, learn about this. Um, and so late 2019 uh, is really when I started to go through and start to actually build uh, positions in the crypto space. Uh, and I have been here ever since. That is incredible. So um, did I hear that right? You have been following the space since 2015, 16? but actively started getting into it around like 19, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's correct. Um, I had a few, a few people that I had kind of bumped into at work um, that knew I had kind of, you know, traded stocks, um, doing swing trades kind of all throughout there, um, and was like, well, hey, have you, have you heard about, how, about Bitcoin? Um, and so, you know, I, I, I looked into it a little bit, kind of surface level, um, but for the most part, most of what I grasped was very uh, basic at that point in time, not really understanding the ins and outs of a lot of the technology and the things going through that were actually being built uh, with crypto. Um, and so most most of what I had encountered were 
you know, different news articles kind of talking about it, how it was a scam. Um, I did go through at that point in time and pull up different charts to kind of look at it. Um, you know, if I had just strictly based my uh, thesis on charting, um, I probably would have actually gone through uh, and invested. But at the time, I was I was one of the people that was uh, swayed by, um, uh, you know, news media opinions um, at that time. Uh, so mm. unfortunately no, that... for that, you know, I, I was I was convinced by the media. <laughs> Uh, well, what I'm learning right now it through this bear market, like every bear market teaches you something. Uh, I've personally been in, well, not really actively into crypto because I, and I know uh, you kind of do charts as well in technical analysis. That's something that I very much struggle with. So I'm like looking forward to uh, getting your perspective on it later on today uh, as we move forward with uh, things we want to discuss and take everybody on this crypto journey in general. Um, there's something called narratives, which I didn't really understand what that meant. But I think uh, exactly to your point, like media always has this narrative, which is like against what's really happening. So like I've started to notice the narrative of the mass media is kind of like generally the opposite of what's really going on underneath. So you got to do like the D-Y-O-R stuff, right? I didn't even know what that meant. I would see that everywhere. And I'm like, what is this D-Y-O-R? And I Googled it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like there's no information. Mass, You can't trust mass media. Even today on crypto or NFTs in general, they don't even bring up NFTs. And uh, I was, um, uh, so I'm going to ask you like what got you into NFTs right after, but I'll share this quick story here. I, until December of last year, I used to think NFTs were just a major scam and it's just, why would you pay so much money for something you can uh, download and uh, click and right click and download, right? So, um, and until I started to research myself about the utility behind it and what different projects are trying to do. I was like, wow, I was, again, swayed by mass media on like, hey, NFTs are just a scam. So that kind of got me thinking about that stuff, too. Yeah, so what what honestly kind of drove me into, um, I guess, NFTs for the most part, um, I had started hearing a lot about NFTs uh, late, late parts of 2020, uh, maybe October, November, December, so maybe almost two years ago. Um, I did not buy any NFTs at that point in time um, because I, you know, was just like, oh, you know, it's just JPEGs on the blockchain. What's the point? Um, but slowly going through, you know, the, the rest of the uh, bull market and especially during the, uh, the summer lows of uh, uh, 2021 for crypto, um, that was really when I, I actually started to go through and learn a lot more about NFTs. Um, especially heavy into the uh, July, August, uh, uh, September. I think September is when I actually went through and bought uh, my first uh, few NFTs. Um, now, unfortunately for me, I did not go through and do my due diligence on the projects that I was investing in at that point in time. Um, I was purely in it for the, okay, I'm understanding what NFTs are, you know, about more. I'm understanding the technology behind it more. Um, 
what is, you know, some exciting things that are currently happening on the NFT. So, um, what was it? Uh, um, NFT inspect or something, uh, showing like popular mints, what was kind of thriving at that point in time. Um, and so I was just like, you know, on surface level stuff for NFTs, um, went through and entered into a few, uh, my kids were super interested in a couple collections. And so mm-hmm. for them, it was also like, Hey, let's go through and you like the art here. Sure. I'll buy you some, um, you know, unfortunately 99% of those are all zero now. Um, mm. uh, well, hey, I gotta ask how, how old, uh, how old are your kids? Uh, so my kids, I have a, uh, nine-year-old, a six-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, wow. So did all three want to get involved with, uh, the NFTs or only a few? Uh, it's, it's mostly my, uh, it's mostly my oldest and my youngest. Um, my, uh, uh, not to get like super crazy personal, but my, uh, uh, my middle, uh, child, my son is, uh, uh, special special needs um Hmm. and so he's uh he's nonverbal autistic um so he he kind of sees the art and kind of you know he'll either yell at it or uh you know kind of laugh at it um (laughs) but outside of that he he doesn't he doesn't understand like what exactly it is that we're looking at but gotcha um, go ahead yeah, no, I, I appreciate you sharing that because the reason I asked that question is it just sounds like such a wonderful family activity and also at the same time learning opportunity because uh, I bet your kids like look at it from like a totally different angle that you're probably looking at and then you probably found a common ground and I kind of got like a family thing going over there. So I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it definitely has its perks. Um, you know, I kind of wish that uh, I had done a little bit more due diligence and, uh, you know, tried to have them pick their favorites from collections that were, um, you know, actually building, uh, especially during that time. Because, I mean, that was almost during, like, peak FOMO stage of uh, NFTs. And then ever since then, it's pretty much been uh, NFT bear market, especially after um uh what would that be probably beginning to middle section of like february ever since that february of this year um uh it's pretty much been almost nft bear market that's basically ensued oh yeah it's like everything's crumbling and that that's kind of um why we're here as well because a lot of our community members are uh, are here because they they're long-term investors they want to learn about the macro cycles they want to learn how to navigate these markets and what do they mean and i see that you pinned a a post that you put out there um i think this will be a wonderful starting point uh to kind of talk about this and kind of talk about where we stand right now with the markets and um all of that jazz so uh, if you want to talk a little bit about what you just pinned so uh, we can get everybody more clarity around that stuff if they don't know DYDX or other stuff like that. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully that wasn't uh, too intrusive on my part. Um, oh, no, absolutely. That is incredible because I think problem with Twitter spaces is like you can't present your screen like Discord. So like it would be really cool if you had like charts and stuff, but this is awesome. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, so if, you, if uh, people kind of want to just 
follow me along with uh, a little the little thread that I kind of went through and just put together. Just you know, very short. Um, hopefully, it's not too boring. Um, but if there is one chart that anybody could basically, for the most part, look and see, hey, it's uh, it's going up or it's going sideways or it's going down and just kind of gauge your overall investment thesis based off of these things. Uh, now, this is specifically set to the monthly time frame. So watching this is similar to, you know, uh, the longest uh, paint drying session you could possibly imagine. Um, but what it does do is it does help you gain the overall perspective of where we are as a whole across almost all asset classes. Um, and that is the DXY. Uh, the DXY is the uh, US dollar currency index. Uh, quite simply, uh, it is the valuation of the dollar against other global currencies. Um, so when the world's currencies as a whole are generally struggling against the dollar, there's several things that generally kind of work in tandem with this. Uh, one being that other countries' economies are suffering, um, and two, people are less likely to go through and spend their dollars on different things, causing the economy to generally go through and falter. Uh, this overall terminology that's generally used at this point in time is what a lot of investors call risk off. When things are risk off, stocks, gold, um, uh, crypto especially, um, just tend to not perform. Um, if you even go through and kind of uh, look at the chart, um, starting probably right in the middle, um, you can kind of see where uh, from 2014 to 2015, uh, in the middle of the chart, uh, the DXY went on a massive parabolic run. Well, what was going on for uh, crypto and Bitcoin between 2014 to 2015? Uh, it was in its first, uh, well, I guess technically its second bear market, but it's its bear market after the uh, 2013 bull run. Like Bitcoin was what two hundred dollars? What? How much did Bitcoin drop? It was it dropped like a rock, right around that time. Yeah, yeah. So at that point in time, between that time frame, Bitcoin went from about twelve hundred dollars uh, all the way down to under one hundred and seventy dollars. Um, so I mean, it 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 plummeted. Um, you know what was it like ninety four percent? You know, pretty oh yeah, pretty pretty hard drop. Um, now it wasn't until the DXY started to go through and go sideways uh, during that time period um, that the 2017 bull run actually then went through and started to happen. Um, now, I know that this part here is semi-counterintuitive, but during the 2017 to 2018 bear market, uh, you can actually see that the DXY was in fact going down at that point in time before finding sideways action. Um, now that was during, um, you know, the, the 2018, uh, through basically 2020, uh, uh, bear market, uh, that basically had kind of, kind of happened. Uh, Bitcoin was kind of the, uh, the sole mover in the, uh, uh, crypto space, uh, during the 2019 run. Uh, there were a few others that did relatively okay. 
uh, but Bitcoin during that time period really outperformed uh, 99% of what was in the crypto space. Um, you know, anybody can go through and probably find an outlier here or there during that. But um, mm-hmm. uh, when you're when you're looking at the crypto space as a whole, um, if the leader of the uh, asset class is outperforming 99% of everything, um, you know, it's it generally it doesn't quite signify the the starts of an actual um, prolonged bull market, uh, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I never thought about it like this, that um, I, well, I'll be honest, I knew what DYDX was, but I didn't understand why it's so important. Because lately, even in the news media, everybody's been talking about the dollar uh, going up, causing pain in the market. And mass media would never draw the correlation between why that would cause pain. Because I'm like, well, if the dollars getting stronger isn't that like a good thing like intuitively it feels like a good thing i don't know about others but to me it does but um this this kind of is super helpful and i'm assuming uh this is kind of true for stock and any other uh, what else what other asset class would fall under risk asset class in your opinion that would be affected by this yeah so risk Risk asset classes generally that has everything to do with uh, like stocks, crypto, your your more traditional forms of uh, investments. Um, you you get into uh, what are then classified more as like a uh, uh, more stable um, assets that people generally kind of go through and look at. That's where you mm-hmm. get into like things like land, uh, precious metals. Um, you know, different things along those kind of lines. But they are not always um, uh, escaping the volatility of the dollar, uh, if that makes any sense. I mean, just look at the uh, look at the housing market and kind of where we are now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, during the parabolic run of the dollar, I mean, we saw some uh, ridiculous uh, overvaluations in the housing market. Um, this past year, and they've started to go through and come down. Um, I had been kind of talking about kind of a uh, housing market bubble uh, potentially starting to crash, uh, you know, a few months ago. Um, I don't know, it might have been four, three, four months ago at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then, you know, we've started to see a lot of uh, um, uh, the, the price evaluations of homes start to come down. Um, as uh, interest rates started going up, um, less people were able to go through and uh, purchase homes. Um, and a lot of people, because of the variable interest rates that they were locked in on, uh, some of them were even you know, forced to turn around and try and sell their homes, even at a loss, because they couldn't afford the uh, rising interest rates. Um, and I, I, I kind of think, um, I know that that's kind of the next uh, point that I had kind of pointed out on uh, regarding this little thread, um, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think it's going to go through and kind of cause more, more pain and more stagnation uh, when it comes to uh, uh, even more traditional um, sources of wealth preservation, uh, to kind of phrase it that way. Yeah, um, housing definitely feels like it's kind of slowing down now with the... Uh 
interest rate rising. And another thing I really wanted to uh, get your inputs on as we're on this topic about where we are right now with the market. Uh, a lot of a lot of discussions have been going around about the the Fed meetings on a monthly basis and how they're raising the interest rates and how the money printer hasn't gone burr for like months now and like close to a year. Uh, so w what kind of effect does that stuff um, have on the larger crypto market and the market in general and how much attention should we pay to it and how should we look at that stuff? Uh, when we look at the Fed meetings? Yeah, so I, I would say that that's one of the uh, primary things people need to be paying attention to. Um, when it comes to a lot of traditional investing, there's a saying uh, that goes quite literally, don't fight the Fed. Uh, when the Fed is going through and they're raising interest rates, what they're doing is there's a tightening that ends up uh, coming into play um, on the economy. Um, now, what that generally, you know, kind of means, again, is the economy starts to go through and slow down um, because of these interest rates. This, this affects employment. This affects, um, you know, people's willingness to go through and purchase different things um, because of just this overall tightening that we start to see across the economy as a whole because of the result of the Fed uh, going through increasing interest rates. Um, so when it comes to uh, things like crypto. Crypto has never experienced uh, rampant inflation uh, like what we have been seeing uh, this past, uh, you know, year or so. Um, with mm -hmm. that being said, the Fed has to go through and get inflation under control. I mean, if they don't, everybody's going to end up like Venezuela, and we don't we don't want to see that. Um, you know, we we don't want to see. Uh, countries go from, uh, you know, best numbers of our lives in 2019 uh, to people trying to go through and trade, um, you know, millions of dollars to get a rat leg for dinner. Um, I mean, that's that's not what we want to see happen. So it's it's mm -hmm. it's one of those the Fed has to get inflation under control. Um, it's painful. It's not fun to watch. Um, but that's, that's why I try to, you know, encourage people, uh, wealth preservation is the name of the game right now. Uh, it's not going through and, you know, like YOLOing everything you have into some new shiny altcoin or, uh, you know, some new project or something. Um, and so a lot of that also comes down to, uh, conviction plays. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to go on a, a, a tangent or anything. No, here. no, this is, um, this is perfect. So go right ahead. I'm. I'm basically taking notes here. <laughs> all good, all good. Um, yeah, so so when it comes to, um, you know, NFTs, for instance, um, NFTs are something that I generally view as you are stacking risk on top of risk. Um, now, why, why do I say that? Well, crypto in and of itself is already a volatile asset class. And for most NFTs, they are valued against um, a different cryptocurrency, whether that be uh, Ethereum, Solana, um, you know, Matic, um, AVAX, uh, you know, the, the, the list goes on. Um, so when, when it comes to NFTs specifically, there is a lot of really cool innovation that is happening there and a lot of actual really good long-term builders that are here for the long run. 
Um, when it comes to the conviction style plays, what, I, what I'm primarily trying to highlight here is finding and isolating the teams that have the conviction in the product uh, for everything that they are building to stick it out for the long haul. Uh, not something that just has, you know, a uh, six-month time horizon uh, or a one-year time horizon, but try and find the projects um, that, you know, are thinking 5, 10, 15, 20 years out um, that are actually going through and establishing plays and building um, uh, the community towards those style goals. Um, I, think, I think for the most part there's, there's a few... Uh, really good uh, NFT projects out there. Um, I will try and not, uh, you know, shill anything, you know, too crazy. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll just say this. There is a reason my PFP is a frog. Uh, if you want to know more about uh, that project specifically, uh, feel free to uh, uh, check it out. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll try my best not to shill anything too hard here. No, I appreciate you sharing that uh, mindset and sharing that perspective, uh, drummer, because it's essential in this. I think what every bear market I've been through, I believe uh, three bear markets so far, and each of them teaches me something new. And this point perfectly resonates with me because it, it this bear market has helped me see uh, who the real builders are and who are just here for hype and a quick buck. And it also shows in the community that certain projects have um, and the conviction they have in the project and its founders and, and the mission behind the project and the product they're trying to build. So um, I think staying on course with this thought process of finding gems, uh, I needed, your, needed to hear your perspective on the fact that Bitcoin as an asset is basically the flag bearer for crypto. And it's true even today. And I believe it's going to be true for a while. Uh, what I really want to know about is uh, we keep saying that Bitcoin is a store of value. It's, uh, it's digital gold. But every time the, the money printer stops going crazy, Bitcoin just starts to slump. So it makes me think like, what's really going on and what to expect and where Bitcoin in general is it is in its journey and whole of crypto in realizing its true potential as the as its asset class of its own. Because right now it seems like it's correlated to risk assets, especially like the tech stocks and kind of behaves in tandem with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we can draw similarities between the uh, dot com bubble um, uh, and everything going on with that to kind of where uh, Bitcoin is even right now. Um, the last chart that I have on that thread is is quite simply just Bitcoin with uh, one of the simplest indicators you can possibly move or use, which is uh, quite literally just the 200-week uh, moving average. Now, in times past, the... Um, uh, price action of Bitcoin every time it's coming, you know, close to around the 200-week moving average, it has always been uh, great accumulation zones. Now, the one thing that is different about where we are now is that we have never gone through and had so many candles 
uh, in such a long period of time where we are actually closing below uh, the 200 week. Um, I think this is just further proof of where we are with the Fed tightening, uh, being on the uh, verge and the beginning stages of a recession as a whole. Um, the Fed and the government and news agencies might not call it, you know, a recession, uh, but let's call it what it is. Uh, you know, two quarters of negative growth has always been uh, viewed as a recessionary period uh, since, you know, uh, the dawn of like all, all of this information. Yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy, right? Like I, I definitely thought like, what are they trying to do, trying to change a definition that's existed for, I believe, forever? At like like you said, two uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth, which we already did. Um, so it's basically, are they delaying the inevitable, inevitable, or just trying to slowly prepare for that stuff? Um, I I think that right now most of that just is a political game. Um, they are trying to play politics to go through and retain power. Um, uh, one being, you know oh, hey, look, you know, we're combating inflation, we're doing everything we can, um, we're not in a recession, the whole thing, see, we've got it under control. Um, I think on the flip side, if, uh, you know, the current party and administration, you know, that's, you know, in power uh, loses, I think that that uh, terminology will very quickly flip and they'll immediately blame it on the incumbent party uh, if the other side wins. Uh, not trying to get super political, but that's just, this is something we see play out in politics time and time and time again throughout history. Um, so when it comes to Bitcoin and inflationary periods and, you know, um, uh, whether you are on the uh, team that says we are in a recession or we're on the uh, precursing steps of being in a recession, whatever you want to call it. Um, I believe that that is one of the reasons we see price action currently below the 200 week, um, which does go through and kind of show, hey, this time is a little bit different. Um, what I personally see is that um, even though this time is a little bit different, you cannot deny just based off of the data in the charts that every time we have interacted with the 200 week, it has been excellent long-term accumulation zones for Bitcoin. Um, now to me, it's one of those, okay, could we go through and close, you know, end up dropping much lower? Could we end up coming down, uh, let's say 14 K um, uh, possibly? Yes. I, I think that that's all, all likely. Um, but I, I think people that are looking at prices like this and then also considering, you know, 14K, maybe even lower, um, uh, but we'll just say 14K for now, um, would be potentially the same people that would be looking at, um, let's say, Bitcoin at $5,000 uh, and then crying about it when it dropped down to just over $3,000 before eventually coming up and, you know, having a bull run that took it up, you know, almost to 70K. Um, I, 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 think, I think the danger right now that a lot of people face is actually being the final capitulation's uh, exit liquidity. Um, and so I guess to just kind of throw so my... What, go, sorry, go I just, I just got nerded out no, you're about... Fine, you're fine, you're fine. Um, so you said 
uh, final capitulation exit liquidity. Could you elaborate on that a little bit for me? Yes. So obviously when capitulations happen uh, and there's massive downside uh, sell pressure that comes into play, um, with where we are in, with Bitcoin specifically, I believe we are in long-term accumulation zones, especially every week that we are below the 200-week uh, moving average. Meaning that even if we dropped down to 14K, we, you know, maybe even 13 or 12, um, you know, all, all of these price targets are relatively possible. Uh, 10K is kind of, for me, sorry, I, mean, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but 10K for me is kind of... Uh, almost out of the out of the realm of possibilities not saying that it's not possible i just see it's it's, it's as it is being uh, extremely unlikely um anyhow to get back on topic um mm -hmm. the final capitulation and the uh uh exit liquidity if anybody in here for instance were to go through and get uh scared out of prices um you know between there and you know say around the 14k mark and say that that was the final number where they say you know what that's it i'm selling um chances are at that point in time you're selling the bottom when you really should have been buying um so to that i'm saying um by you exiting you would be giving me uh the better accumulation period um think think inverse of you know selling the peak uh, so that's that's generally what we see during capitulations is retail finally flushing out um, and selling all of their bags because they're like, you know, this is too volatile. This is too scary. I've lost so much money already um, rather than sit here and have the uh, information available to them that shows uh, this is not the time to be selling. This is the time to, you know, be going through and accumulating for the next bull run. Um, you know, for me, that window, for the most part, is everything below the 200 week. Um, I don't really care what the price is. Uh, for Bitcoin specifically, I see it below the 200 week, whether it goes down to, you know, the 16,000, 15, 14, or even under. Um I'm going to view this as my window between that 5,000 and 3,000 window that we saw during, uh, you know, the 2018, early 2019 portion uh, before eventually going through and rocketing off for um, the next bull run. Does, does that does that maybe make a little bit more sense there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The reason I really wanted to uh, get your perspective on that little sentence you said because there's so much to it right like it's important to understand um like the way you explained it is perfect because i always get confused as to uh, wh what really does exit liquidity mean in what perspective so i think over here it's like uh we're i feel like mass media has been pushing the narrative of max pain that everything's going south with the it's like all hell broke loose all together with the supply chain being messed up and the war in Ukraine and uh, the dollar rising against all uh, currencies and then the inflation rising all over the world. So it just felt, feels like the end of the world. And even though that's kind of the narrative that's being pushed, it somehow to me doesn't feel like we've hit max pain yet because prices are still 
kind of stable. We're not seeing like a what major capitulation that you mentioned is uh, is something that I don't feel has happened yet. And I don't know what your take is on that, but that's kind of what kind of I feel is going on right now. I don't think we're there yet and think we could go a little lower. But again, to your point, it feels like uh, we're we're close. Um, so wanted to hear what uh, what your perspective was on this stuff. Yes. So when it comes to capitulation, personally, so far, I think we've already seen one type of capitulation this cycle already. Um, and that would be the period uh, towards the end of May uh, coming into June when Bitcoin had gone through and dropped from around the 30K level down to its current local bottom of uh, 17.5K, um, almost doing a 50% drop. Um, that is one capitulation that would be very easy to go through and kind of point out to. Um, the other thing, though, is that right now there's still, I guess, kind of just overall like tension in the air. And a lot of the reason that we see this tension in the air um, within uh, investments as a whole is because of the macro environment. This is, this is where looking at things like the DXY and watching the U.S. interest um, and even, you know, getting in touch with everything that's happening on the global level between wars and everything else that are taking place uh, that kind of work all in tandem uh, to go through and describe um, the tension in the room. Um, this would be um, viewed generally as fundamental market analysis, um, which is you're not necessarily going through and you're looking at charts, but you're looking at everything and how uh, different things, different news events, um, uh, how governments as a whole are treating everything and how they go through and actually impact the market uh, that, you know, you're going through and building positions in. Um, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where that is when it comes to um, potentially seeing a final capitulation. Um, there's a lot of people, especially in the crypto space, uh, that kind of think the U.S. interest rates are going to, you know, stop somewhere around, you know, the three and a half to four percent mark. And to me, I, I kind of keep looking at it um, and I, I kind of think, honestly, we may end up being between four and a half to five percent by the end of the year. Um, now, what that's going to do, again, this, 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 this tightening that we go through and we see with interest rates, it puts so much pressure uh, on the economy and on uh, risk-on-style assets, especially, um, that that may be what um, uh, the final capitulation candle might end up being. Uh, now, on the flip side, we also have wars going on. So if wars go through and escalate too much, um, you know, I'm not trying to speak something into existence, but say some country bombs some other country, um, that could be the, uh, you know, the shot heard around the world and World War III potentially starts and that be what shakes everything into, um, you know, the, the final capitulation across, uh, assets as a whole. Um, there's, there's many different options. I don't want to, uh, um, kind of spend too much time but it's it's one of those okay if you're if you're playing checkers what would be the next dot 
uh, to go through and connect um, in what is actually theoretically possible. Um, the opponent that you're playing, which is the world, is constantly going through and moving, you know, their pieces. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we saw some escalation in Russia where they're going through and literally grabbing uh, their citizens off the street uh, for the war effort. Um, you know, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a big event uh, showing that Russia is not uh, wanting to slow their war efforts down. Um, you know, instead, they are quite literally increasing their war efforts. Um, so that's that's kind of something to kind of go through and watch for. There's uh, some questions and some kind of gray areas with uh, relatively unconfirmed news from what I was seeing uh, with things happening in China. And so we don't know 100% what's all happening over there uh, and what that may end up looking like, but it's something to be aware of. You know, we don't want to go through, especially as investors, we don't want to jump to conclusions. We want to base everything off of actual facts from what we can actually see in the world uh, and what's all taking place. Um, hopefully that kind of answers. I mean, that was a very long-winded response pertaining the... Uh, uh, capitulation kind of question and kind of just what all different things to uh, uh, look out for. But hopefully that kind of gives a little bit of uh, generalized perspective when it comes to that. Yeah, that that was very helpful right there. And I really like the nugget of knowledge that you just shared as to not jumping to conclusions uh, as investors, but keeping your eye on all events and always try to think one step ahead as to what could be a potential next step that certain global powers could take and positioning yourself according to that. And that kind of brings us to the most important part of this whole journey that we've been on for, uh, for, uh, for the crypto market and the markets in general, since crypto gets affected by that, is how, how do we prepare ourselves as investors and what is the path to success and what kind of mindset or preparation do we need through these times and times to come and just like you said long-term preservation of wealth at the start of the conversation so if you could shed some light on that aspect that would be wonderful yeah so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna slightly um as long as long as this is okay um i'm going to slightly shill um what uh i am currently working on as well as also go through and kind of answer through this question because it kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand. And that's, that's the entire reason um, I went through and started building uh, crypto rudiments. And then uh, later on in talks uh, ended up partnering with CK uh, who's the founder of coffee poops um, in order to go through and kind of try and help provide this answer as best as we can, uh, you know, to either new investors um, or people that just want to go through and learn. Uh, and that has everything to do with hedging against yourself. So um, to maybe just give you a little bit of background, um, when I had entered the space, uh, I saw a lot of just junk shilling information um, where, where people were um, not giving uh, investors and newcomers, retail investors, accurate information in the space. Uh, not basing things off of charts, just quite literally going in and saying, you know, oh, this new uh, alt X coin, whatever, this is the best thing. 
you got to get in on it. Um, and, you know, just using them as exit liquidity, a lot of just scam style activity that was going through and taking place. So with this kind of overall need that I kind of started to see, I started looking around to see who else was kind of uh, providing something relatively similar. And every alternative I found, uh, you know, was charging ridiculous, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars for, um, you know, this kind of information. And not to say, you know, that they, they probably don't deserve it, um, but it's, it's, it's an outrageous ask for especially newcomers and people that are just looking to at least start getting an edge on the market. So thus, I went through and actually founded uh, Crypto Rudiments um, and trying to go through and cut through the noise of just all of the garbage in the space uh, to try and give people as accurate um, and unbiased perspective to what's happening in the markets as a whole so people then can go through and make better educated decisions when it comes to investing as a whole. Um, now with coffee poops, uh, holding a coffee poops NFT will grant you lifetime access to all of the tools, educational content, everything that we're building um, regarding all of this. So when I get to uh, this answer, I'm sorry, I, I know this was the, the little bit of the shill portion. Um, no, that, that perfect. it's tying up perfectly. So do not, do not hesitate to share about what you're working on. Perfect, perfect. Okay, thank you. Um, so when it comes to kind of answering this question, if, if this potentially piques your interest, um, uh, you know, feel free to check us out. When it comes to investing as a whole, what you need to try and do first and foremost is constantly hedge against yourself, especially when it comes to investing. So right now, um, I know I had gone through and I had specifically said, you know, for instance, with Bitcoin, it's possible we go lower. Some people might, you know, look at that and say, well, then why, why are you buying right now? Why is it that I'm saying, you know, we're under the 200 week, I'm just accumulating. If you think we're going to go lower, why, why wouldn't you just wait for lower prices? That then enters the uh, portion of the equation where it's, you know, you are hedging against yourself. Because the question that arises, what if it doesn't go lower? And what if the price of 17.5K was the actual market bottom? Um, now, with that being said, uh, by me going through and accumulating here and now and encouraging others to at least start considering to do that. Um, you are hedging against yourself in, if in the event that the bottom is actually in. Um, on the flip side, if we do go lower, by bringing awareness to people, they can also go through and plan for the um, uh, outcome of that uh, potentially happening. Um, so one, one of the things I like to encourage people to do is to uh, consider a dynamic DCA. Um, to put this quite simply, um, say you have a weekly set amount of what you have that you are able to go through and allocate into the market. Uh, once you go through and you establish an initial position, okay, you take that weekly amount and you cut it in half. Uh, if we are at those levels of where your current average buy is in, you put 50% of uh, your, buy, your current buy in while you are then stacking 50% and, 
and just building a cash reserve at the same time. Um, this basically enables you that if prices go lower, you can then pull from your cash reserves and bring your buying cost down lower more rapidly, thus being able to go through and capitalize uh, on lower prices. Um, but on the flip side as well, if we end up going higher, well, we then have more confidence when it comes to altcoins, and now you have a cash reserve that you've gone through and built that you can then at that point in time comfortably go through and set yourself up by being able to accumulate more altcoins uh, with more clarity in the markets and uh, a higher likelihood of you know prices continuing more on the upside. Uh, so this is this is why I, I try and encourage people uh, to hedge against themselves, um, and one of them being you know a dynamic DCA style because it it literally allows you to capitalize on so many different situations that may end up coming um, because nobody nobody knows, and so this by doing something like this, it enables you to uh, prepare for multiple different situations, regardless of what may happen. And so this is, this is one of the things that with uh, Coffee Poops NFT and Crypto Rudiments, we really try and strive uh, to push this information out for people um, so that then they can better arm themselves with accurate information and look at different strategies, not just from myself, but other uh, really good investors in the space. Um, because who knows, maybe my strategy doesn't work for somebody, but a different uh, person's strategy uh, may end up working out better for them as well. Uh, the dynamic DCA one, you know, that's uh, that's just one I've picked up uh, over a long time of just investing because it just it just makes sense to me mathematically. Um, on the flip side, you know, somebody might want to you know try and be cute with the market and time a uh, a big one-time buy. Um, and if that's, if that's something that interests somebody, um, you know, maybe we'll have strategies outlying some of those kind of things. Um, but that's the entire purpose and the entire goal, uh, of crypto rudiments and coffee poops NFT is to go through and try and provide this information for people so that then they can make better educated decisions for themselves and their financial future moving forward. That's really cool. And I got to say, it's a very clever uh, name there uh, <laughs> with coffee poops. It's like, yeah, for me personally, you got to have a coffee bourbon or I can poop in the morning. Um, this is uh, this is great because I've been thinking about I've been DCAing myself for over these years and it's kind of worked out really well. But I have never heard anyone talk about this dynamic DCA concept. And it makes so much sense now that I think about it. Uh, because I know there's so many times over the past couple of years where market went lower than I thought, but I had no, no capital to deploy to the market. And I was just sitting there looking at the prices dropping and I'm like, I wish I had some cash on the side and with the dynamic DCA, that definitely would have been the case. So, um, yeah, I'm taking, uh, that piece of information right there with me. Um, I want everybody to know that we're also going to have a uh, quick AMA kind of like if you have any questions so far, anything that we've talked about so far in this journey or anything that you specifically wanted to 
ask uh, a drummer or myself uh, about anything, it could be crypto or NFTs, uh, please uh, feel free to at any point raise your hands and we can get you up here as we keep the conversation going. Um, just wanted to get that out there in case anybody had a burning question that they've been waiting to ask. Um, so moving along with uh, along the direction of what we just talked about with um, setting yourself up for success. And um, another piece to that is long-term wealth generation. And again, that doesn't have to be specifically crypto. I personally have a philosophy of betting on the fastest horse. And based on my research over the years, I feel like crypto is definitely once in a lifetime opportunity based on uh, everything that's happening, the development. And uh, it just feels like a, I heard from, I was in, I was listening to a podcast and somebody made a really good comment about the crypto market. Um, they said that the whole crypto industry feels like a giant economic experiment where there's thousands of mini experiments happening at the same time and they're all learning from each other as you go so it's like compounded exponential learning and growth and development so this has never happened in the history of mankind not in the industrial age uh, not in the technological era that we lived through with web one web two um, so definitely it feels like when you think about long-term wealth, um, not just like one, uh, like your family or your kids, but thinking about like a, a very long-term wealth preservation and uh, storage, or I guess preserve, yeah, preserving your wealth. What are some of, or is that something that you personally work on as well or have been thinking about? Or do you have any words of wisdom for our community and everybody listening today? Um, like what are some of the strategies that can be deployed um, based on our knowledge or your knowledge on uh, subjects with investing? Uh, how do you go about thinking that long-term about wealth? So that's, that's a, that's a rather loaded, um, rather loaded question. So I'll, I'll, I'll try and, I'll try and break it down as uh I apologize. I just no, got. No, it. no, it's okay. I was like, this is something I really want to geek out about. So, uh, it feel free to uh, take it whatever direction you want to take it. But I really wanted your input on this subject. So, I appreciate you taking the question. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, so most of like building wealth uh, as a whole, um, I think the overall philosophy of you know kind of betting on the fastest horse like you said um it can work um but generally when it when that kind of thing happens it, it presents volatility towards the upside and towards the downside uh thus you know you're you're creating and or you know openly admitting to entering into something that is just extremely risky as a whole um now when it comes to uh, wealth preservation, um, which I think right now um, is basically the name the name of the game. Uh, one that's recognizing just kind of where we are, um, recognizing that currently you know cash is king, uh, but I think it's a good thing to be diversified uh, as well. And so having things like Bitcoin granting exposure into the crypto sphere, um, I, I think is 
a good thing to have. Now, that doesn't mean you go through and, especially right now, sell the family farm uh, and, you know, bet everything you have on Bitcoin right now. Um, I don't think that that's the smart play. Uh, one, because right now you would have, you would be selling a hard asset of land uh, for a uh, extremely, um, in some cases, illiquid asset of, um, or I'm sorry, I, I totally used the wrong word there, uh, an extremely risky liquid asset uh, like Bitcoin. Um, but going through and having that diversification, recognizing cash is king, um, and having exposure to it, I think are good. Um, given everything that's kind of taken place and all of the scary news that's kind of taken place around the world, uh, wars, shortages, uh, interest rates, you know, unfortunately the list just kind of goes on. Um, wealth preservation right now is what I would, uh, strongly encourage, uh, everybody, uh, to consider and think about very strongly right now. Um, you know, that doesn't mean going through and trying to sell all of your uh, liquid assets because, you know, to me right now, it's, you know, we're in more of an accumulation zone than we are um, uh, than, you know, in anything else. Um, but uh, let's say you are still holding on to uh, $500 worth of Shiba coin or, you know, some other random altcoin, whatever. Uh, you know, maybe it wouldn't hurt to consolidate into something that's less volatile while still having exposure to the crypto space. Um, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about um, uh, too much kind of risk style things and kind of betting on the, the fastest horse with kind of where we are right now, um, just because I, I, I think. I think the perspective and recognizing where we are um, uh, is is probably is probably more appropriate um, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, I think everybody's expectations needs to be a little tempered right now. Um, you know, it's it's not like next week or next month we're about to be in the in the starts of a crazy bull run. Um, uh, and it could also be, you know, in the next month or two, you know, we could see uh, potentially some major downside swings. Um, and if you are not, um, uh, if you are not financially prepared for some of those kind of things, um, it can it can very seriously hurt. Um, and you know, it's it's where where am I going with this? I'm trying to not lose everybody. So <laughs> no, but I I'm 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 very. Uh, glad that you share. I, I think you were rugging for a second, unless I'm rugging on my side. I don't know. Can we get a swing of emojis? Is uh, is uh, Reiki uh, um, rugging? Anybody able to uh, kind of confirm, or am I rugging? I can hear you now. Space was too hot, so it decided to rug me. <laughs> all good, all good. Go ahead. Cool. So what I was what I was saying 
is like that is exactly uh, what I was looking for because all of us, well, I can't speak for others, but I learn something new in the crypto market every, I would say every week, not even like a month. And when I look at um, where we are right now and with your perspective, it definitely feels like what else can I do to be more proactive uh, in order to preserve my wealth and being a safe safe and stable position, if that makes sense, in order to navigate what's about to come, because we really have no idea when these geopolitical slash macroeconomic conditions are going to change. It's totally in the hands of the people in power. And all we could do is learn from the information that's out there in public and make our best judgments. So, um, no, you definitely uh, were going, it seemed like a tangent, but it was really good perspective to kind of understand where you want to be in these current conditions for the long-term success of uh, your portfolio and your wealth preservation. Yeah, no, hopefully that overall kind of, I don't know, sometimes I call it a non-answer answer um, because it's it's one of those, we, we lack the overall clarity in the markets as a whole um, uh, for for some of these conditions to kind of shake themselves out, um, to have more confidence kind of moving forward. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I was saying, you know, we're, we're almost at a turning point. Are we going to go lower or is the bottom in? Um, and it's, it's one of those, you, you know, the dynamic DCA, for instance, it, it just sets you up for, um, almost the best of both worlds, you know, could it be possible that you miss the bottom on, you know, some different altcoins? Yes. You know, the dynamic DCA option that does kind of, uh, you know, generally set that up for the most part. There's other avenues um, uh, that you can use to kind of capitalize on things and get, you know, more bang for your buck. Um, I'm, I'm semi being vague there, uh, but we with crypto rudiments, that's one of the other options and different things that we try to go through and educate people on. Um, using your Bitcoin to accumulate altcoins, even if you miss uh, their altcoin, uh, their their U.S. dollar bottoms, uh, and how to go through and capitalize with your Bitcoin, um, even if you miss the dollar bottoms on different things. Um, so anyhow, man, yeah, that's kind of a long-winded answer that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I don't, I don't want to give anybody the wrong perspective here. And I don't want to give anybody, you know, false hope either. Um, because I, I think right now we're seeing an overall fight between the bulls and the bears. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are saying that the bottom is in. And there's a lot of people that are saying that the bottom is not in. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of sitting here in the middle saying it's possible. Um, there's indicators that still haven't flashed that said that the, uh, the bottom is in or isn't in. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those, we're also, this is the first time crypto is facing an inflationary period the way that we are. Um, and so it kind of throws a lot of those um, metrics, per se, that a lot of people rely on kind of almost out of the window, um, if that makes sense. Um, yes. So I do, you know, this will be kind of my, my final... Uh, my final little shill, and then if you want to, uh, if anybody has any questions or anything, um, but uh, uh, I did bring coffee poops up here the, uh, for... I saw just, that. Just for this, yeah. 
Yeah, welcome Coffee Poops. Uh, we already heard from Drummer. Um, excited about the partnership you both have uh, with uh, Crypto Rudiment. So would love to hear from you as well. Well, good evening. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, yes, this is a, it's a great space. I love everything uh, Drummer's doing, and I'm so happy we could uh, form a partnership with the help of uh, my uh, founder, CK. It's amazing. Oh, Deca Show. <laughs> there's, so, uh, there's CK there too. Welcome, CK. So, uh, I'm the founder of Coffee Poops. Um, our, our lead community manager decided to play around with a voice tool there. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I want the voice. Yeah, you're fired. By the way. <laughs> um, what was the original question? Because that just threw me way off. Uh, I know. It was just uh, talking about Coffee Poops and Project and. Uh, uh, getting your take on the partnership with crypto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make it quick. I'm pretty concise. Um, I had a uh, NFT. Um, I made it as a joke. It, it looks kind of funny. You know, after you take out one morning, I was drinking a coffee. I take a shit. I tweeted about it and it kind of was a banger and hit on. I was like, Oh, this is kind of funny. Um, a couple months ago, a couple months like went by, I was going to do a free mint during the free mint craze. I decided not to and put utility behind it. Long story short, utility didn't work out. Um, I had art and a whole project ready. Drummer had the utility and no art in a project. And we kind of did a merge um, where his weaknesses complemented my strengths, vice versa. Uh, I'm also pretty mm. uh, um, educated and experienced in the finance space. So it kind of worked out well. And uh, we're working together to kind of uh, build out this tool for everyone. Um, one point I wanted to note on the conversation that you guys were having um, they plastered all over the media, quantitative easing, easing, quantitative easing, blah, 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 back in 2020 when the pandemic oh, yeah. happened, right? So you should yeah. be familiar with quantitative tightening as well, which is the opposite. And that's what we're going through right which now. Which they never really talk about that much in media, if you notice. Because like the bearish. narrative. The way they put... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's bearish. They won't say it. But that's something you should be familiar with as well. And it's the, literally the opposite of quantitative easing. It's reducing the money supply. Um so that that goes in line with the Fed increasing interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. Just some some things to research. But yeah, we're really excited. We're minting on Friday. Um, it's only 999 supply. It's kind of like an OG collection, and it's a lifetime access to all that shit that drummer was just spilling. And then uh, we have some models being built and tools and stuff. So it's going to be good. We have a good community. Uh, we have a good solid like base of finance minded people or people that want to learn about finance um so uh yeah everyone's welcome to join i think drummer might give out some whitelist spots if interested Ooh, did i hear whitelist spots drummer that is a possibility i didn't want to step on any toes um, there is no toes that can be stepped on when you say whitelist opportunities <laughs> okay that's fair um well then how how, how about this um one uh maybe maybe we just do a twitter picker on uh the thread um that uh i had posted um obviously if you're in here you know that's that's great um but see if uh uh maybe uh like no need to retweet just maybe even just comment um if you want to retweet go for it um uh, but like, comment, 
maybe post your thoughts, um, anything along those lines. Um, and that's just the thread pertaining to the DXY, um, the U.S. interest rates, and the Bitcoin chart with the 200. The one you have, the yeah. one you have pinned up here, right? Yes. Um, and then we'll go through and uh, uh, run a Twitter picker. We'll we'll give it just a um, you know five ten minutes or so uh, for those that want to uh, go through and enter. CK, what, go ahead. Yeah, no, just all coffee poops and crypto rudiments on Twitter to be considered. Yes. Yep. 100%. And CK, are you handling that Twitter picker? Would you guys need help with that? I can. Um, our, 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 my arch nemesis community manager, Odeka, should be able to handle it. Uh, I think it's the arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I already I love, love your guys' vibe. It's because, <laughs> like, he, he should be able to handle it. this market is shit. So, like, if, if you already have your coffee and that makes you shit, so it's like, hey, it's great, right? Uh, so, yeah, got to have some fun while things are not that great. Um, I definitely appreciate the whitelist share and uh, everything, uh, guys. So, uh, yeah, Drummer wanted to make sure you get your um, last, uh, well, I guess, concluding thoughts, and then we'll open up the floor to any questions that the community has. Yeah, that that'd be uh, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so honestly, the the I know you said you you like the the flow that we have here. Um, CK, uh, Odeka, Buko, Six Paths, um, Aya, uh, and Beans. They're they're all part of the team, and they they kind of help uh, keep the entertainment uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because I can nerd out on charts, and unfortunately, I generally tend to potentially lose a lot of people. Uh, but they. Uh, uh, they really help bring the overall entertainment value. Um, and CK, he has excellent knowledge as well. Um, I, I never, I never want to undervalue anything that he, he ever brings to the table. Um, but you know, it's, we, we try to make investing, uh, in different strategies as fun as possible so that then it's, you know, as, as, uh, easier to access for, uh, the people that, you know, want to learn, um, you know, coming from the mentality of like, a third grader could understand it, um, you know, and that's not to be insulting to anybody. We're, we're just trying to make it as fun as possible because investing can be boring. Um, and, you know, we're trying to trying to bring bring light to that. Uh, but no, I, I really appreciate the uh, the time uh, and the opportunity to come in here and share uh, my thoughts on the market and even go through and share uh, coffee poops and crypto rudiments with you. Um, I think Odeka uh, behind the uh, Coffee Poops account had his hand raised, and I'm, I'm sorry if I took yeah, too I've, long. I've heard. Odeka, if you want to hop around, feel free to. Oh, well, there we go. You had to someone, do that. Someone, <laughs> someone, just, someone just had their coffee. Uh, yep, there we go. There we go. Cool. Uh, guys, if anybody has questions for uh, Drummer, myself, CK, or Odeka, I don't want to put him in the spot since still going through the cycles of uh, the stomach markets, if I might say. <laughs> uh, if you have any, uh, not, not even questions, if you have anything you want to share of everything that you've heard so far, your takes on the market or something specific you want to hear about, uh, feel free to... Uh, put your hand up or request to come up and we should be able to get you up here.
Um, I was just going to go fill the space. Yeah, thanks for having us up. Um, We appreciate it. Um, We hope to working together with you and your community in the future, you know, whatnot, all that jib jab. And I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, you run a good space. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And it's, it really honestly took, uh, again, Jenny's here. So I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass her real quick. Uh, thank you again, Jenny, for the connection with drummer. And, uh, yeah, all she told me was like, Hey, drummer does some cool stuff that, uh, might interest you. And you kind of do this, do very, uh, very similar, or you kind of think along the same line. So, uh, definitely, uh, grateful for you, Jenny, for, opening up this door and definitely this is a start to a long-term partnership. So looking forward to seeing what else we can collaborate on because the value systems do align and we're here for the long run, building something extremely sustainable, actual business behind our amazing 3d art with metal Leon. So, uh, I think we have uh, two times, uh, pushing plague, uh, you're up here. So feel free to unmute yourself. about the, the Ethereum, you know, the merge, surge, merge, whatever the fork, and they said essentially it could go, like if you were to be like um, JP Morgan, for instance, you can't just release all kinds of money, so they're going to be, basically what it said was like, um, you know, they have these um, analysts that watch for months and months before they'll release even like 5% and then, you know, they'll write up a, you know, a package for their boss or whatever and then, okay, so three months from now it'll be 10% and then he was, they were saying it could go either way because they could get a 51% hack and have another fork and then the proof of work could be the main chain and I was just kind of interested in that and didn't know if you had any thoughts on like, um, like what I've heard and what I've read it's going to be a lot worse before it gets a lot better and I didn't know if what I heard today was you know the confirmation of that or the you know maybe the because they said you know they could just split another fork and whatever and I just wanted to see if anybody had any thoughts or whatever Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah that's, that's a that's, that's a very, very good question, question. uh friend we're getting some echo from your end um so yeah i think um ck you got your hand up you want to take that one i was gonna let drummer do it first because he's really the expert but yeah you can answer uh the drummer you are the expert well you're you're an expert too don't don't undervalue that um so yeah the eth merge everything that's kind of going on through there typically what we saw huh is quite literally a buy the rumor, sell the news uh, style event. Um, Now, when it comes to um, all of the forks uh, and just kind of different things, I mean, unfortunately, we just, we're going to need time. Uh, There's no way of telling which chain currently is going to end up being the the winner in the long run. Uh, I think with the overall backing that we see between... uh, you know, more major institutions, I think it's pretty obvious that the uh, proof of stake uh, chain is going to win in the long run. 
let alone the uh, environmental impact um, uh, and the benefit that we see from the proof of stake, um, I believe that that will uh, uh, be enough of a narrative that the proof of stake chain is not going to go anywhere. Um, the proof of work aspect of different things, um, I think it's great in all honesty, because of the decentralization aspect to it um, and just how much more decentralized the proof of work chain is compared to the proof of stake. Uh, but um, when it comes to uh, what's going to actually go through and win the day, um, I, think it's, I think it's more possible that we actually just see them um, kind of coincide for the time being uh, and maybe maybe we see something more along the lines of a, uh, uh, what happened with Ethereum Classic uh, to what we saw Ethereum basically be before um, the proof-of-stake merge ended up going through and kind of taking place. Uh, CK, did you have anything you wanted to kind of add, add on that? Yeah, just, uh, <clears throat> just to touch on the notes, you were talking about the quants. The quants, like those are the ones that work for the firms and give the analytics and stuff, the, the major firms. Um, you got to realize uh, most of they're thinking short term, heavy, short term, heavy, heavy, heavy shorts, you know, heavy contracts, like major, major short squeezes. They're trying to push like they're they're pushing, pushing pounds is not the right way to say it, but they're pushing heavy weight so they can make fractional moves and make point oh oh one percent on a hundred million trades. And that's one hundred thousand dollars for the day. So. Um, just keep that in mind when you listen to what they say, because the retail investor has very little in common with the institutional investor. Um, most of the time, your plays and outcomes will not align at all. Yeah, you know what? I, that's something I definitely didn't think of. I just, um, but it makes total sense, and I appreciate, appreciate it. Absolutely, fam. Thanks for hopping on. And that was that was a really good question. And uh, definitely gets you thinking, right? Like you hear you hear the worst news out there when the market's doing the worst and you hear the most bullish news out there when the market's like almost ready to hit the top. And it's just something I've observed over the past few years and uh, kind of has been like an indicator. If you see a lot of shit news out there, just Fingers crossed the bottom's probably very close to being in. Uh, so, yeah, the more crappy news you see out there is kind of like a feels like a good sign uh, for the market long term, though. Um, Drummer, you have your hand up. Yeah, I just I just wanted to throw something out there since Ethereum kind of entered the uh, the conversation. Um, if we haven't bottomed where things are now across all of crypto and everything else, um, Bitcoin is closer to a bottom than Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, uh, you know, any of the other different altcoins. Um, this, this happens cycle after cycle. And this is, this is one of the reasons why I try to highlight uh, risk management and wealth preservation uh, as much as possible. Um, Bitcoin is the least volatile, uh, you know, cryptocurrency that is is in existence right now outside of you know stable coins but even stable coins during extreme volatility can depeg from their dollar uh valuation um we do tend to see that happen uh during extreme points of volatility and a massive 
uh, spike of uh, downward price action uh, causing basically a capitulation event, um, we could absolutely see, uh, you know, different stable coins depeg. Uh, CK, go ahead. No, I just wanted to touch on Meta's point about um, media's, the, the media has an inverse relation to the market. Um, not completely wrong, unfortunately. Um, there's a there's an ETF that trades off of uh, Jim Cramer's bets, and they bet the opposite of what he has said on CNBC. That's and, so uh, fun. Yeah. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 300% since it started. It's crazy. But um, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's not 100%. Uh, I say I, I don't listen to anything the media says because uh, they're getting it from other people and then regurgitating out what they understand from it. If you really want to understand it, do your own research. Like, read the technicals yourself, read the fundamentals yourself, understand what's going on, and do your own analysis. Or buy a coffee poop. Let me do it for you. There you go. That was a nice way to plug that's that the right there, CK. Well, it's my kind of show, you know? Like, I'm uh, a drummer, and I were chatting away, and I was like, and I think you were like, I don't want to show. I was like, well, you're not really shilling. Like, you're bringing value, and if people are interested in the value you're providing and they're spending time listening to the space, and that's what we at Metaleon Society like to do as well. Like, ever since I, like, got into the project, like, all we have is like long-term investors that believe in like understanding that things don't happen overnight and uh, good things take time and so does investing. So uh, it definitely was a no-brainer to uh, get this partnership going. So no, don't <laughs> don't feel like you're shilling or anything that's, that's perfect. So I uh, want to make sure that uh, people know what to expect with the whitelist. Uh, are we going to be announcing it uh right now or we want to wait a few minutes like we're what what works um totally up to you guys sorry i uh i meant to try and unmute and my my finger wouldn't hit the button properly uh but i did notice we we uh we have shirley low in the room so the space is uh the space is doing great we Um, are hi shirley good to have us awesome awesome um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll go ahead. Um, uh, you know, last minute entries, uh, the, uh, the tweet that I have pinned up top, uh, regarding the, uh, DXY, um, us interest rate and the Bitcoin chart, uh, any last minute entries for whitelist spot, um, uh, feel free to get those in there. Uh, it is for a, uh, coffee poops, NFT, uh, which is a 999 collection. Uh, whitelist mint price is uh, 0.075. ETH public is uh, uh, 0.1. Uh, and this grants uh, lifetime access uh, for all of the tools and education uh, that Crypto Rudiments is building and even currently has. And if I could just add quickly, because I know... Um... I've gotten comments on the price point in the market. Um, uh, first off, um, Ethereum's completely down, so it's really around $80 for a mint, which is not 80 US, USD, so it's not as much as it was in the Mecca. The other point I wanted to make, too, is you're getting the same thing that you're getting from a Motley Fool, if you know what that is, um, mm-hmm. that, and they charge subscribers like 120 a month. 
uh, for life, um, except more, uh, more connection to the founders, more customized tools that might be able to help you, TED Talks, things like that. So it isn't just a purely educational tool. There's a lot of utility behind this that we've already been building, that we've invested into our own money, and we're not relying on the Mint. Um, so this is not your typical project, I'll say. That's really cool. I personally respect that. And uh, yeah, we we kind of struggled with our price point initially because we had all this utility and everything that we want to build out over the uh, next year or so. And it's not something that's easy to accomplish. But yes, if you're building something um, that brings value to the people and it's different than what most people are copy pasting from each other, uh, I think that is that takes a lot of courage and balls to be honest to do that and uh over a period of time it shows and when you're out there uh even a year in crypto slash uh the nft market shows a lot of conviction so yeah i totally understand your perspective where you're coming from but yeah eth has also kind of taken a beating ever since the last uh bull run so uh should also be a very affordable price point in my opinion as well so uh thank you guys uh, again last call for any questions that anybody else had about everything we've discussed or if they're having their coffee right now or not that's also something we could discuss um yeah uh wanted to thank you drummer um Siki again thanks for hopping on uh drummer thank you for your perspective thank you for being open uh, to this partnership. I am absolutely looking forward to uh, working with you on uh, more future events and opportunities to connect our two incredible communities and ways that we can help out. Um, and yeah, um, if you have any um, questions about anything, anybody here? Oh, okay, I see someone. Okay, there we go. All right. Do we have the winners? Coffee poops. Up. Coffee poops, I think, got right back up. I think they got uh I'm so sorry. disconnected. I got I got rug. No. I got notification on that. That is perfect. That's okay. Here we go. So uh, <clears throat> let's try this. All right, who's doing the drum roll? Well, that would be the drummer, Mr. DW, over here. I was kind of hinting. I was like, I don't want to put him in the spot, but I'm like, you are the drummer, so. <laughs> Man, you you make it sound like I just have my, you know, several different drum sets right in front of me. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> you broke you broke my mental vision of how you're space right now. <laughs> so no, I'm I'm in my office. I'm not I'm not by anything like that. Uh, Our two oh, winners are Jamadi NFT and Young Fisher. Are they in space still? Mm, you said Jamadi. Jamadi hey, congratulations. NFT and uh, Young Fisher. Wait. I, I don't see do... Young. I know Young. I don't see him. Hmm. That's okay. Do we have Jamadi in the house? Why don't we do this? Money? We picks. I was we... gonna say I wanted to give one to Holly too because she's the only one that actually commented on the post. Oh, do you want to do that? Axel commented it as well. 
at least from okay. what I can see. So honestly, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Um, given uh, Axel and Holly uh, um, whitelists. There you go. Congratulations, Axel and Holly. You both win a whitelist to Crypto Rudiments. And if, uh, yeah, feel free to, um, I guess they'll have to reach out to, how do they claim that, guys? Um, they would have to reach out to Odeca or the Coffee Poops account. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'd avoid Odeca personally. Uh, might want to reach out to me or Drummer, but uh, <laughs> I would <laughs> say the same. <laughs> Go on the, the pen tweet up, up there on the Jumbotron, and there's the link for the Discord. You can come in and open a ticket, and we will we'll get you that poop list. All right. You heard Odeka. You know what to do. So uh, congratulations again, Axel and Holly. And as we wrap up um, the space, again, everybody, please make sure to uh, provide any feedback that you might have with uh, what we discussed or things that you uh, things you like, things you didn't like, anything. And I'm always looking for uh, feedback as we continue to bring more valuable long-term perspective content to uh, the Meta Leone family and the partnerships we built with projects and individuals which share the same long-term horizon mindset. Uh, value over hype always. Um, and I, again, thank you, uh, Drummer, for hopping on and CK for introducing us to Coffee Poops. And uh, yeah, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for uh, being here for yourself. If you were here and listening to the whole thing, you're, you're doing yourself a service. The bear market is easy to uh, kind of zone out. I know a lot of people in my personal circle that'll start pinging me when the bull market comes around, like, hey, when do I buy Bitcoin and do this and that? And all of those people are missing right now. So you're already ahead of the curve if you're here learning every day and being in spaces like these, educating yourself. So kudos to you all. And again, uh, thank you to Crypto Rudiments and Coffee Poops, Drummer, CK. Uh, thanks for hopping on, guys. And uh, with that, I'd like to call this space uh, towards its end. Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Yeah, have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Meta. Thank you very much. Have a good night. All right. Take Thanks care, everybody. Thanks for having us. Absolutely.